Estado de Zacatecas, como te recuerdo por donde yo voy. Welcome, guys, um, back to another episode. Um, this is your host, Diana. And this is your host, co-host, Cynthia. Um, hermana, ¿cómo estás? Good, how are you? I am tired, um, but I'm happy I'm here. Yeah, we we have a, a lot of way a long way to go, uh -huh. so we gotta get going. My niece gave me some lemonade because um, no alcohol drinks, even though it's a, a it's a it's a weekend. It's a weekend. Pero aquí nomás relajada, um, just taking it easy for today. Yeah. Well, you plan to drink her <laughs> <laughs> later. <laughs> um, so today's topic is something um very important to us. Um, everything's important to us. Yeah, no, <laughs> we have a lot to say. Yeah, yeah, we do. Um. La, la, el topic de ahora es um, creciendo con padres um, inmigrantes. En una familia de inmigrantes. En una familia de inmigrantes. Uh -huh. Sí, porque no solamente nuestros papás, pero también nosotros. Entonces vamos a explicar un poquito sobre ese tema nosotros. Sí, ahorita con, con todo lo que está pasando ya con el nuevo presidente, um, eso es un buen tiempo de hablar de, de eso, pues que es algo importante que, que nos impactó en nuestra vida. Sí, y, y pensamos que hay mucha gente que puede, no necesariamente todos caen bajo esta categoría, pero hay mucha gente que sí está viviendo todavía con miedo o que este tema les, les toca a ellos personalmente. Exactamente. Um, a little brief background. Um, our, our parents, you know, um, they recently, what, it was six, six, seven years ago that they received their citizenship. Mm -hmm. um, With the help of um, my dad's brothers and with the help of myself, because I was a natural born citizen. Qué privilegio. <laughs> <laughs> But um, honestly, I think that was the, the best birthday gift um, for myself, my 21st birthday. For, to give them their, to, to give their them residency. Their, yeah, the residency. Um, I, I couldn't wait. Yeah. So basically, si ustedes están pasando por esto o, o conocen a alguien... Um, les vamos a explicar un poquito de cómo fue en nuestras vidas creciendo en una familia de inmigrantes, yo siendo una inmigrante myself. Yeah. Um, hashtag dreamer. Hashtag dreamer. So, so you guys can understand a little bit better. Porque siempre dicen, es fácil juzgar a las personas, pero hasta que no de verdad te pones en sus zapatos es cuando entiendes por qué hicieron ciertas cosas o por qué no pueden hacer ciertas cosas. Exactamente. Entonces, Um, nuestros papás llegaron aquí hace como que 30 y, 30 y van a ser 32 años 32 años um, mi papá llegó primero aquí uh -huh. um, llegó directamente a California um, de allí años después se fue para atrás para México a Zacatecas um, se encontró mi madre uh -huh. el amor de su vida el amor de su vida <risa> y um, luego él se vino para atrás para California uh -huh. y mandó por ella y por, por ti, hermana, ¿verdad? Y uh -huh. mi hermano. Sí. Éramos, es, mi, sería mi papá, que ya estaba en California, uh -huh. mi mamá, mi hermano y yo. Uh -huh. mi, herman, eh, mi hermano es 10 meses. Irish <risa> Más grande que yo. Y nosotros todavía estábamos en México cuando mi papá mandó traernos. Entonces, llegan a California, ¿verdad? Yo tenía un año. Ok. Eh, nos llegamos a California en el 5 de mayo... De el 90. Yes. Ajá. Y acababa yo en marzo de cumplir el año. Wow. Uh -huh. Y luego Luis tenía dos años. Sí. Mi hermano Luis, mayor. Luis acababa de cumplir los dos años. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Y luego duran un tiempo en California. Sí. 
Sí, la verdad, nunca hemos hablado... Es, es una cosa que hemos estado platicando, que queremos grabar bien cómo, cómo fue la historia de mi papá. Ya. Yeah. Porque mi papá es bien, bien burlista. Bien burlista. Y entonces nos platica, pero las cosas a su manera. Y nunca yeah. nos dice bien cómo son las cosas. Nos dice todo en romper cabezas. Ajá, sí. And we have to figure it out and put it together. Sí. And then he just laughs at us and I'm just like, what? Ajá. As, así es él. Pero yeah. queremos de verdad que nos platique bien la historia. Su trayectoria. Ajá. <laughs> y este, nosotros grabarlo para tener un, un recuerdo y, y algo escrito que, yeah. que así pasó. Porque siempre nos, nos cambia la historia. Pero sí. Um, Llegan a California. Ajá. Mi papá uh, siempre le ha gustado um, tener su propio negocio. En California tenía un negocio con mi tío. Uh -huh. Por eso fue que llegó allí. Uh -huh. uh, creo que ya después se decidieron venirse para Illinois. Uh -huh. uh, llegaron a un pueblito chiquito de Illinois que se llama Mendota. Uh -huh. Ahí abren un restaurante. Nosotros estamos chiquitos. Tenía yo un año, a lo mejor ya uh, casi dos. Yeah. No, la verdad no 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 sé bien uh -huh. y este no les va muy bien en el restaurante y es cuando mi papá decide venirse para Chicago donde aquí tenía muchos amigos restauranteros y a lo mejor a él pensó que esta sería su, su dice él su mejor tirada okay. um, después de eso crecemos en, en la vida de restaurante um, pero había veces como que no nos caía el 20 de que We weren't all, like, equal, if that makes sense. Yeah. No, y, y creo que yo nunca lo noté. Toda mi elementary school, yo nunca noté que, que algo faltaba o que mm. algo estaba bien o que algo no cuadraba. Porque para mí yo viví una vida normal. Mi papá era dueño de un restaurante. Nunca nos faltó de comer. Nunca nos faltó nada. Gracias a Dios. Yeah, gracias a Dios. Yeah. Entonces, ahí yo nunca noté nada hasta yeah. que no entré a high school. Right. Cuando yo entré a la high school... Fue cuando yo miré que, que no podía agarrar un trabajo regular. Entonces fue cuando empecé a... Obvio no a preguntar porque ya era algún tema que yo ya entendía. Pero fue cuando, cuando yo dije, wow, sí va a ser difícil para mí sobresalir porque no tengo un seguro social. Y me acuerdo, y estábamos platicando de esto hace rato, sí. cuando pensamos en el tema, fue que... En mi, mi high school, eh, obviamente a todos nos piden una, hacer un, una, una review, what is it called? Um, like your essay? Like yeah. a senior essay? A senior essay, I'm sorry. Like your final? Yeah, okay. es que hace ya tantos años. <laughs> ya no me acordaba cómo se decía. <laughs> so the, the senior essay, yo lo hice sobre no tener un número de seguro social. Yeah. En, durante mis, mis años en la high school, me acuerdo que entré a trabajar a una pizzería. Y el dueño me pidió un número de seguro social. Okay. Y literal me lo inventé. ¿Cuántos números había? Okay. No, obviamente, it was uh, nine numbers. So you just like made up nine numbers? Yeah, right there on the spot. Damn. And it was just like, that's the moment I realized, wow, I don't have a social security number. Yeah. Ganas de trabajar si tenía. Obvio. <laughs> pero, pero el, el número de seguro social no lo tenía. And it wasn't more, because I was still helping mom and dad at the right, restaurant. Right, you were still at the restaurant. So yeah. It was just like your second job. It was my second job. And I wasn't, I mean, I did get it. God forbid, like, you know, somebody comes and attacks me afterwards. But Don't it, come for us, Iris. Yeah, no. <laughs> but it's just, I, a mí se me hizo fácil. Yeah. Hacerlo así. Yeah, because it was like, that's. That's the only way I'm going to be able to get this job. Yeah. Yeah. Y, y el señor nunca me dijo nada. 
I was 18. No, I wasn't even 18. I think you were like 16. Yeah, I was 16. Yeah. I was 16, I remember. It, it was at the Pixie place, right? Yeah. Yeah, I remember we went to pick you up. We yeah. went to pick you up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I didn't even drive. So, I, of course, I, ha- I had to be like around 16. So I was working there. I worked there till probably like maybe I was 17 because probably I worked there until I was 18. Mm-hmm. And then, obviously, I continued working at the restaurant. Y de ahí, de los 18 años, entonces, que, uh, seguí trabajando en el restaurant. Yeah. And then that's when, when DACA came in? I think so. I think that's that's the whole process with Dream Act. It started. Well, actually, I think it was como a los 22. Okay. Como a los 22 es cuando empezó que vino President Obama. Yeah. That's my president. <laughs> y este, y... Uh, Shout out to the Obamas. <laughs> Thank you. You know, really, I, that's why I think I, I'm I'm such a fan of the Obamas. Because girl, I be seeing your Facebook post. You be going <laughs> in on them politics like, okay, girl. Yeah, no, I think that's why I'm such a fan because it's like he gave me a voice. He gave oh, me. Period. Yeah, no, he gave me a, a reason to like, like believe that, okay, I too can be like normal. Yeah. Normal because it was like right. I was working at the restaurant. Tenía la ayuda de mis papás. Mi, mi papá siempre a uh, salido adelante, gracias a Dios, ha tenido, tuvo sus, sus uh, propios uh, condominios, oh, siempre yeah. le ha buscado a la vida. Right. Entonces, no, no, siempre ha buscado a la vida todavía sin tener papeles, Ajá. porque todo lo logró um, sin papeles, ya cuando ya después de, yo puse la, la aplicación y todo eso, pero eso ya fue años después. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Entonces, eh, le admiro mucho a mi papá por eso, porque nunca dejó que un número de seguro social no lo dejara triunfar en este país y agarrar, literally, the American yeah. dream. Yeah. Entonces, este, yeah, I, uh, President Obama comes in, uh, he, he gives a voice to all of us dreamers, and that's when I applied for DACA. Obviously, yo cual, uh, I qualified for, for DACA, and I start working at the bank. That's, Ooh. that's the best time in my life because it, it just, it felt official. It felt real. You love working at the bank. Yeah, no, another, aside from that, yeah, I loved working at the bank. Uh, I love, uh, like, being, you know, helpful with the customers. Uh, si me llegaban muchos clientes que no hablaban inglés y yo era la única que hablaba español ahí. So, Didn't you feel like you could connect with them? Yeah, I really did. Yeah. I really did. And and even aside from the from the bank, every time that I see somebody struggling or when I when I go to like the doctor visits and and somebody's throwing shade at a person for not speaking um, English, like that boils me because it's like I know exactly where that person's coming from. For sure, you just want to like go ahead and just talk for them. Yeah. yeah. So so when I was able to to get the DACA, I I just like it it did a whole three sixty for me mm-hmm. because then I started filing my taxes. I um. I, it's like a whole new world. Yeah, no, yeah. It, and it's just a lot of people don't see it like that. I I have come across a lot of people that are, you're not going to be anything because you don't have a social security number. Or they say, too, that, um, that oh, the government te está manteniendo. I hate that because if you don't have a social security number, the government cannot give you assistance. They might give you assistance for their kids that are not born Yes. In America. Natural born citizens. Yeah. yeah. But they don't give you assistance just because, like, le echaste un ojito and, <laughs> like, that's it. So 
I have heard a lot of people say that, like, oh, like, immigrants just come and... Take our jobs. Yeah, and take <laughs> our jobs and this and this oh, and that. Yeah. No, we really don't. So it's, like, and it's firsthand for me. So it, like, it it pushes me straight in the stomach when somebody tells me that. Wanna give him a shout-out right now? <laughs> no. So I'm going to tag him down below. No. We're going to tag you. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, but it just, it just, it's a whole different meaning being an immigrant yourself yes. and hearing these people just, you know, voice themselves like that because it's it's really it's really like being unaware of what really is. Yeah, inconsiderate as well. Yeah, so that happened. I was I, I want to say I was around twenty two mm-hmm. when I when I was a dreamer, and then I met my husband. He shout out to my cuñado. <laughs> we were giving him shout outs a lot. Lo vamos a tener que cobrar for the shout out. Low key. <laughs> so I'm I'm I meet my husband I we get married and then my DACA um, is in time to renew so for everybody that has DACA I want to say back then it was like six hundred dollars yes. to renew your DACA if I'm not mistaken and um, he tells me he's like why are you going to renew your DACA when you're married to a citizen and Damn, que es que citizen. Yeah. Damn. So American so, flag. <laughs> La teníamos colgada. No, no, no. <laughs> so then um that's when I'm like, no, you know what? You're right. But it literally came out of him. Yeah. To say, like, you know, Car- that's your husband, girl. No, and then not only that, it would be me renewing my DACA every two years. Yeah. So it didn't make sense if I could just become a resident myself. And I remember that's when mom and dad were doing their whole process. Yeah, that's when mom and dad were doing the whole process. And, um, you know, back, it was like, what, 12 years that uh, our uncles put that petition in? Um, maybe más, ¿no? Más? Mm, no me acuerdo. Yeah, no, no me acuerdo. So then I, uh, me being a natural born citizen, just pushed it even more. So as soon as I turned 21, um, the application went through. Mm-hmm. And I remember six months after that, mom got her, her social. Yeah and then work permit her work permit and then dad a year a year later it took a little bit with dad um you know (laughs) dad has some some law issues but he's a better man Um, (laughs) he He changed (laughs) but it was literally like the best because you know for a long time um there was a lot of struggles there was a lot of struggles you know i mean mom and dad pulled through even if they didn't have papers and they showed us that you can do anything yeah, in yeah. life if you put your mind to For it. For sure. And um, a lot of the, the things that people don't see is the funerals. Yeah. So we lost our both of our grandmas. Yes. Um, my dad lost his dad at a young age. Yes. But we lost both of our grandmas, and neither my mom or my dad could go and say their goodbyes. Yeah. they. Um, that's something I, I think that that's really hard. That I mean, I just don't wish that upon anybody um but now they have their you know their their residency their residency and um we're striving for citizenship we're st- yeah no they're gonna become <laughs> citizens i'm gonna make it happen <laughs> quit playing with me um but no it was, it was hard dude it was hard because like we saw them go through that and yeah yeah and it and that's when it really hits you like damn the laws of this country are one way and one way only mm-hmm. And it's not, it's not like, oh, you deserve it, so you're going to get it. Or, oh, your mom died? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm going to give you a, a, a weekend uh, residency so you yeah. could go and say your goodbyes. No, it's not even like that. So it's a, it's a lot of struggles and a lot of decisions for the people que decide cruzar. Yeah. Que decide cruzar. No solamente dejan toda su vida, 
pero su, el, parte de su nueva vida se queda allí porque hay mucha gente que trabaja y manda su dinero a México y hace su casa en México. Y a nosotros nos tocó eso porque mi, mis papás todavía no tenían su seguro uh -huh. y ellos estaban mandando dinero a México para hacer su casa. Yeah. Me acuerdo cuando la, la primera vez que gracias a Dios nos tocó regresar a México... Yeah. Um, mi papá estaba tan contento. Oh my God, it was like the best. It was yeah. like the best vacation that we could. We, we all went. Yeah, but like beforehand, I was talk, I was gonna say that that Which one? Um, he was gonna he started like fixing the house porque oh, ya yeah. sabía que ya íbamos ya teníamos nuestros seguros oh, yeah. todos y todas su, sus hijos iban a regresar al a su pueblo. Right. Y se agarró arreglando toda la casa. Mi abuelito mi abuelito no nos ayudó a arreglar la, el baño. Mm -hmm. Los cuartos. Mi tía mi se encargó tía. de decorate the house. Saludos a mi tía Mercedes. Yeah. Shout out to mi tía Mercedes. Tía, la queremos muchísimo. chingo. Les debemos mucho a, a todos nuestro, nuestros tíos, lo, la familia Carlos. Yep, familia Carlos. Yeah. Um, y nos ayudó mi tía a comprar muebles para la casa. Yeah. Porque ya era algo más seguro. Ya no nada más estaba la casa de mi papá allí esperando a ver cuándo regresábamos. Ya, ya, que, ya, ya íbamos. Ya, ya íbamos. Yeah. Ajá. Y regresamos. <laughs> Damn girl, you passed that border like what's up, what's good? Yeah, so regresamos um porque uh, me casé yo en México, me casé por la iglesia. Girl, I got like two, two, three weddings. Yeah, another one coming. She up. love, love, <laughs> For real. So dreamt of getting married in la iglesia donde se casaron mis papás, en la iglesia donde me bautizaron. So it was it was a dream come true for me to be able to go back to my hometown. And it felt so weird calling, it, I mean, it's like not now, but it felt so weird calling it my, my hometown because literally it wasn't mine. I left when I was a year old. Yeah. No, me, no tengo memoria. Yeah, recuerdos de, de nada de eso. Y me acuerdo que, que me dice, porque yo me fui antes a arreglar lo, lo último que quedaba para la boda y... Mi mamá me dijo, ojo, tienes que ir a invitar a la gente. De tradición, pues, ajá, de, ajá. Uh -huh. Y este, y a mí eso, o sea, nunca me cruzó por la mente, oh, ok, no, or cómo le voy a hacer, ni nada. A mí me encanta platicar. Entonces, I'm like, for sure. Entonces, <risa> yeah. Entonces, um, uh, hasta que no llegué y empecé a hacer todo, uh -huh. fue cuando fui a tocar y me decían, ¿y tú quién eres? De, no te sabían quién eras. Ya, yeah, tenía... Tenía veintitantos años que no había regresado. So, what were you just telling mom and dad's name? No, so, I look like my mom. I'm my mom's, my, my mom literally, my mom and my dad literally said copy, paste. So, <laughs> I look like my dad. Yeah. So, I look and sound just like my mom. That's true. Entonces, la gente me miraba y decían, tú eres Arabia. And I'm like, yes, I am. <laughs> well, perhaps. Yeah. Um, <laughs> ¿Tú qué, le, ¿Tú qué le llamas a fulanito? Y, yeah. este, y fue cuando I was just like, wow, like, I really, like, I'm doing my dream of getting married in my hometown, but nobody knows me. And it, it, like, it, like, that hit rock bottom right there because it was yeah. just like, like, I was so excited to go and fulfill my part of my dream. Right. But then I was going to a town that I didn't belong in. Right. Yeah. So you had to like basically reintroduce yourself and be like, this is my town and this is who I am. And I'm yeah. so-and-so's daughter and I'm having my dream wedding. You want to come? Yeah. Exactly like that. Maybe the menos. But yeah, it was exactly like that. And, and that was the best. Well, actually one of the first vacations that we took as a family. Yeah. So I, I was... 
thank God for that for that opportunity. I remember just I was so excited, literally like seeing mom there. You know, her dad is still alive. Shout out to my abuelito, Ampelio Sarabia Rodriguez. Um, she was so happy to be with her dad. She couldn't get a chance to see her mom, you know, and say her last goodbyes. So just seeing her with her siblings. Her, my grandpa, it's just like, it's literally like the best, the best feeling ever. And then dad, you know, dad going back to his house and just walking around, you his know. His mom's house. His mom's house, yeah, just walking around, like, you know, where he grew up. And it just, oh, my God, it was, like, literally the best feeling ever. Yeah, and I, uh, we've gone two times after that. Well, me, me, mm-hmm. uh, two times after that. And it's just, it's still the same excitement. They'll tell us stories like, oh, in esa tienda pasó tal cosa, or, oh, ahí vivía fulanita, and it's just, it's so beautiful. Ahí naciste. Yeah. <laughs> so I really, ahí nací. Ahí naciste. <laughs> nací en la casa de mis papás. Mi abuelita, mi bisabuela era partera. Mm-hmm. Entonces, ahí nací. Uh, but it, it's just, it's such a beautiful story, and I take so much from that, and Y Dios sabe lo que hace, because yeah. it's like, literally, we struggled so much, mm-hmm. but we learned throughout it all, and it's such a beautiful feeling to know that there is a lot of people que no tiene papeles, que no tiene voz, y lo digo, yes. quote, unquote, yeah. porque sí tenemos voz, hay mucha gente que, que nos respalda, hay mucha gente que, que como nosotros que ya salimos uh, de, de eso, de no tener papeles, pero de todos modos, nos, no, we identify with them. I remember when mom got her, you know, her um, her papers, and um, she was literally hooking up everybody with her lawyer. Yeah. Literally, everyone was coming to her restaurant, and I feel like my mom was working for immigration rights. Yeah. Like, everybody was like, oh, ve con Angelica, ve con Angelica. That's what I'm saying. Um, you know, like, and just recruiting a bunch of people, and that's literally, like, I, so I think cool, it, my mom. I think that's when my mom saw that she she could help somebody else fulfill their dream too mm-hmm. because i i'm i can't imagine the pain that she went through yeah but but she saw that now it was solved and unfortunately it was you know a little late but but she got the chance to to go back to her hometown to take her kids all of us all of us went all of us went even my older brother and he also you know um got his papers as well and you know, he married to, you know, a natural born citizen. So literally all of us went back to our roots as a family. Yeah, as a family. And I think there wasn't a better gift that you could have given our parents than that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, because tú le arreglaste. Oh, thank you, hermana. Well, y ayuda con, de, con mis tíos también. Sí, o sea, los hermanos uh-huh. de mi papá, sí. So, porque mis tíos le tenían la, la petición a mi papá, mm-hmm. fue que no necesitamos salir, y necesitamos, porque digo necesitamos porque también yo. Um, yo estaba incluida en esa petición, mm-hmm. y por eso no necesité yo salir del país para arreglar mi, mi residencia. Yeah, no, um, honestly, like, that was the best that we could have done as yeah. a family. Just yeah. literally go back and just relive everything that we heard about, but we, ha- we know, yo iba sola o con mis tíos o whatever, pero ir con familia, ir con tus papás, be- ir a-, a su casa donde crecieron, que te digan historias, o oh, que-, que en tal lado, whatever, wow, that's literally like forever engraved in our hearts. Yeah, and a lot of people think it's like, oh, it's, that topic doesn't, you know, concern me because right. I'm a citizen, but I know you had your, your fair share into being you know involved in all this too yeah for sure um it it started to like affect me when i was applying for fafsa uh for for college you know senior year um 
my, my parents didn't have a, a working social and, you know, they never filed taxes and stuff like that. Um, you know, business wise, that was different from whatever, but I never wanted to risk it. I never wanted to expose them. If that makes sense. So I, I didn't apply for FAFSA. I wasn't, I didn't qualify. Yeah. So that's why we paid, um, school straight out of pocket, straight out of pocket. Yeah. And that's when I was like, damn, like, hasta me me está afectando. Of course, you know, I understood what was going on, but everyone was like, oh, yeah, financial aid, financial aid. You know, you're getting help from the government and whatever, and que el pen number, que la chingada. But I was just like, yeah. no, nah, I'm not going to risk it. Yeah, our parents didn't have any of that. And it it goes a lot to show that, like, my dad really did whatever he could to, like, give us what we at that moment needed. Yeah. Give us the quote-unquote american dream yeah que, que no sufriéramos yeah no and i i really i do like i think every ep episode vamos a decir que le damos gracias a mi papá y a mi mamá yeah. pero de verdad que they les sponsor us <laughs> yes what's going on le, les debemos mucho porque sure. porque si sí, este le echaron las las ganas para para poder este sacarnos adelante aún después de los obstáculos um i know i said this before in um in my Facebook, but there was a person that told mom and dad, you don't have a social security number. You're not going to be anything. Yeah. Um, I think that's what pushed mom and dad because my parents owned their restaurant, a restaurant in Chicago, their whole life because mm -hmm. they always had their own house. My dad always looked for other businesses aside and I think um, a lot has to do with la ayuda de mis tíos. Yes, for sure. Because um, a lot of pe people might be wondering, how was he a, a business owner if he didn't have a social? Or how did Fa he... Family came through. Yeah, or how did he own properties? So yeah, like you said, family did come through. and um, From and both sides of the family. From both sides. And they, they did what they could to help my dad in whatever they needed to do. So legal, legal-wise. Yeah, legal-wise. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, buildings under a certain name and restaurants under a certain name and it was hard it must have been hard for for mom and dad to realize that they're putting in all the work but the legal on paper is it's someone else's name yeah but I, I i mean i'm pretty sure they're they're grateful for for all the help oh, yeah. and and all the support and i think till this day they they are very help uh, grateful that they received that help. I'm glad that family helped us out because it would have been even harder. But like you were said, like we were putting in the work, but you know, legally in papel, era otro nombre. Yeah. Pero nosotros sabíamos que like era por el bien de, de ellos y todo el proceso que estaba pasando con con los trámites, pues. Yeah. And my dad has told us a lot of stories of him cuando estaba de muchacho, cuando estaba de soltero. Oh lord. <laughs> just be just crossing, and he would say like. He would say, like, I, because he did come to California very young. Y si había una amistía, pero él dijo que él pasaba tan fácil <laughs> que, o sea, que no, no era, no era tan estricto como es no, ahorita. Claro. It was different times. Like, right. my dad's, like, 60. So he was uh, crossing borders like it was nothing in the 70s. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so, so, yeah. So my dad's 60 right now. So. I'm not trying to expose his age, but... No, expose him. He's 60. <laughs> he knows he's 60. So, so back then, it was so much easier than, of course, now. So, he he was able to do all that just, you know, so freely that he didn't feel like that he needed an actual number. Yeah, for sure. Well, there's a new president now and a new vice president, and I know a lot of people are very excited. Um, I'm actually very excited. I feel like... Estamos como una limpia por los cuatro años. Yeah, yo, yo creo que mucha gente ya, ya no está viviendo con miedo. Mm -hmm. 
porque por cuatro años sí fueron, fueron muchas cosas que se estaban diciendo, um, a lot of things like being proposed, and it was so hard to see, even now that I have my social, it was so hard to see like a lot of like DACA students being triggered um, by all the, the amenazas that yeah. he was pulling out. But um, sorry, let me interrupt you there. But um, the DACA students, the dreamers, you know, um, and even people that you know weren't dreamers or, or DACA students, or um, they they literally pulled through. They were like you know marching and using their voice, and they weren't scared, even though it was scary times. You saw a lot of people stand like stood up and started being like, you know what, no me voy a dejar. Yeah, and I think that that's so so important because that's when I think that gave them the voice that it's like. We're here. Yeah. We're here. So so help us, you know, help the country, because I really do think that a lot of us dreamers are what made up the country, because like myself, I was a year old. I didn't choose to come to a country that wasn't mine, but I really made it mine. No, este, no se me ha quitado el acento y lo paisa, pero de todos modos, it's like in reality, aquí vine a la escuela, aquí este... Hice mi familia y, y uh, honestly, like, you know, it sounds so cliche, but I, I wanted to, to achieve the American dream y, y gracias a Dios poco a poquito lo, lo estoy logrando. But it's just like, ¿cuántos más dreamers like myself no hay aquí? And how many voices haven't still been heard? Because it's like, oh no, um, I remember when I was applying for DACA, my mom told me, she's like, no, hija, no será que, que a, al registrarte eh, te estén anotando, no, te estén anotando tu número para, yeah. para después este, deportarte. And it was just so much information just left and right que yo pienso que mucha gente vivió en, en you know, con ese pendiente por mucho con tiempo. Con ese miedo. Yeah. Y ya después llega el otro presidente y fue cuando, cuando no, no acabó la historia. Había más miedo todavía, más gente que decía, oh, ¿y ahora qué va a pasar? O ahora dijo esto, ¿y si será cierto esto? Um, la famosa wall, que, you know, nunca se hizo. Chinguen. Yeah, for real. Um, entonces, it's like, like no, it, it, it's time for, for laws to change. It's time for, for this new president to, to propose something. Okay, go off, Queen. It, yeah, no, it really, I feel, yeah, sure. I, I really feel like, you know, we're already here solve the issue yes. because literally like I, I know a lot of people are like just go back to your country and that's just the the first thing the first thing that you when you when you have an argument with with somebody that looks hispanic mm -hmm. that's your first comeback like yeah. grow up <laughs> really like because yeah. it's like like no i wish you would tell me that I, i've gotten a lot in a lot of arguments with a lot of racist neighbors in our neighborhood um and yeah they they would say that go back to your country and i'm just like I said a lot of things. Yeah. But I'm like, oh, oh, que pedo, mi voz, no, you just reminded me of a case. I was working in the bank and th this lady, she was an older lady and I was trying to respect her as much as I could, said to me, she, she had some deals with her account and I couldn't help her. So I told her, I was like, I'm sorry, I can't do much for you. This is what's happening. And she said, did you just come out of the boat? She literally looked at my eyes and told me, did you just come out of the boat? Don't you understand English? You have to fix this for me. And I I was going to suck it in because it era una señora ya mayor. 
Y yo dije, no le voy a faltar el respeto, está enojada por lo que está pasando con su cuenta, no, no le voy a mover, está bien que ella se vaya a su casa y si quiere me pida perdón en su cabeza, it's okay, I don't need her to tell me sorry in my face. And my manager got up so fast and closed her account. Like, legit? Yeah, legit. Like, she said, tu recibo y que no, vaya bien? he said, um, I'm closing your account. We don't condone racism in this branch. Period. So I'm closing your account. Me dijo que yo le hiciera el trámite de cerrarle su cuenta. So I wrote her her check. It, like, I mean, I'm sorry, but she didn't even have much in her bank account. And um, we did her a check and we closed her account and she could no longer Good. do business with, with the bank that I was working with. Que respeten. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, I feel like that's a lot, you know, that comes a lot with, like, being hurt and and it's just like I wasn't gonna say anything not to, not to, not because I didn't hurt me not because I didn't feel disrespected just because it's like like you should know better as a person but I'm so glad that my manage my branch manager w stood up for me and it's just a lot of the times people don't have that people don't stand up people don't stand up and they stay quiet and that's why I think that they're used to people stepping all over you yeah. And it's it's so unnecessary and it's so unfair because if you know, like just just alone, if you move out of your your parents' house, it's so hard. Imagine moving out of your country. Your your customs are changing. You have to change a language. And I know we were joking about it the other day, or maybe it was a couple of days, uh, where where I was like, uh, America doesn't have a native language. It doesn't. So let's enforce that. Let's let's not let a person tell you you should speak english because you're in america i i don't condone that at all yeah no 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 i, I mean like you were saying like you you didn't have a choice to so you came here with you know with my brother and my mom and my daddy hicieron su vida aquí and you you grew up here dude like literally like cuando regresaste a tolinga zacatecas like you were just like so lost so lost i was so lost and and just literally just looking like like i was so amazed and And people could tell me left and right, like, you're coming from a small town. Vienes de un pueblito chiquito, no hay nada en tu pueblo. But to me, I was in a whole new world. To me, yeah. I was so amazed because, you know me, I am a strong Zacatecana. Like, my email was Zacatecana. Y somos mexicanas. Yeah, so, like, to me, it was my, it was everything mm -hmm. for me to go back to my country. I know. It, um, and just alone to, I took my kids. I took How my, was that? It, it, it like literally it was a, a whole different vacation mm -hmm. because it, it's different than just like, oh, we went to California or we're going to Wisconsin Dells. It, that is almost given to you. It's like, yeah. oh, okay, like you save it's up. down the road. Yeah, you save your money. Um, you put in your, your vacations at work and you travel. But me being able to go to my country and show my kids like this is where I go. I was born or this is where your grandma grew up or this is my grandma and my grandpa's house. It, it was so beautiful. And I love that my kids took so much from that and they they look forward to it. They to love it. Back. Your kids love it. They love Atolinga. They want to go back every summer. Yeah. And unfortunately, my kids are not fluent Spanish speakers, pero no entienden bien. Y ellos trataban lo más que podían de hablar español allá porque querían sentirse en casa. Yeah. And, I, and I, I really do appreciate the opportunity to, to be able to give my kids that, that it's just, a, this is where my mom is from. This is where my, my grandma, my grandpa grew up. Yeah. And this is where um, a lot of our mi families mi abuela, still mi abuela, mi abuelo. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, for sure. Um, that's, 
that memory, like I'm telling you, that that's an awesome memory that we have that everybody, you know, Louis is our older brother, you know, his kids also went to, and they saw his roots and um, they, everything. They just, it's a whole new world that we went to discover as a family. Um, but I, it was necessary because ahorita tus hijos, like, they're ready to go. Yeah. We tell them and they, yeah. they love it. And it's just, it's so funny because they're so stuck into, into, you know, the third world country where Wi-Fi is given to you. <laughs> and over there, it's just, uh, yeah, they, I mean, to be honest, they do complain the first couple of days. They're like, there's no internet. Girl, I complain. Or that <laughs> feeling, that feeling where it's like you barely have internet. Like, don't give me nothing at all. Mm-mm. But it's just after a couple. <laughs> don't give me a tease. Yeah. <laughs> so after a couple days, they love it. They yeah. they forget that that they need a phone mm-hmm. or they need their tablet. And I think, you know, that's the best part of it that we still get to show them, you know, uh, a small town. It's not like you're going to a city and everything's given to you. Because I feel like that would almost make them feel like at home. It's just like oh, they don't get yeah. to appreciate that, you know, this is how my grandma grew up. Or to go to the bathroom in, in our grandpa's house, you literally have to go outside, like, yeah. para, para usar el baño. Entonces, they get to appreciate all that. And I, I think that's the best thing ever. For sure. Um, and I just want to take this this uh, second to, like, shout out to all the Dreamers and all the DACA students right now. Um, you know, I, I, we see you. And I really hope that now that we do have a new president and the vice president, they do fulfill, um, you know, some some acts that they were talking about doing. And some movement needs to happen because, honestly, there's so many people out there um, that literally just need a piece of paper. Yeah. But yeah. they're doing also a lot of things without that piece of paper. Mm-hmm. But eso es lo que ahorita vale, ¿me entiendes? Entonces... Yeah. Shout out to you guys. Um, I really hope that something something comes for you guys, like a, something better, something good comes out of all this. Exactly. Porque yeah. ya, su, ya sufrieron mucho, sufrimos, ¿verdad? Estamos todos unidos. Um, but just with this new president, I, I really hope that he puts in the work, especially for the whole immigration movement, and just makes, you know, things better. Yeah. And I, I mean, I don't watch the news a lot because it just it's on edge right now so i try not to watch the news but estaba mirando que que los los daca los dreamers uh are gonna be able to apply for for the purchase of their house that's awesome so i like it's just a, a small light coming through shining and i'm you know i'm trying to manifest it into the earth that Something good is coming out of this, and I hope that all those voices get to be heard, not only for the dreamers, for the parents of the dreamers that struggled so much, that are struggling right now, that don't have a voice or are scared because there's so many people that are scared to to raise their voice and just be heard because they don't know what's going to, you know, um, come with that. Yeah, I, I mean, I just... I positive vibes to you guys and just positive energy hopefully this year you know brings a lot of better outcomes than the years that we have already suffered yeah we i think we suffered enough yeah um and we just hope are hoping for the best for for everyone you know yeah. para los papás para los hijos que no vivan con ese miedo y que haya una esperanza para ellos yeah y para la, nuestra familia en méxico también que tenga, que tenga la oportunidad de ver a sus hijos de ver a sus nietos porque muchos Dejaron, dejaron ir a sus hijos, pero ahora ya tienen bisnietos. Yeah. Y tienen toda una vida, what to make up for. For sure. For sure, for sure. And I mean, honestly, like, I don't know, you know, like, I'm a natural born citizen. So, like, I, I can't. You've been saying that too much. I'm just saying, <laughs> no, though, no, like, I'm just um, I, I, don't, I don't connect, like, 
as strongly as you do. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it affects us as no, a family. It, it, it did affect me as well. To, you know, it, it's it sucked that pues me iba sola yo a México o no podía sal, you know, salir con mis papás fuera de, um, de los Estados Unidos. Um, but I mean, uno que it's like an like an outsider. I see you guys, and it's 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 suffering to know that I can't help you. Yeah, like I wanted to help you, but I I didn't know how. Yeah, you know, legally I'm just like okay when I'm 21 and I'm like 10 years old, but I'm, what can I do? Yeah, and I, and I'm sure there's a lot of you in every family that is going through this because it's like okay, uh, now I could help my parents, but all this is coming up because uh, there's. Unfortunately, también the kids that are able to to fix their parents' uh, immigration status, but unfortunately, because of the laws, they can't. Yeah, there's a uh, something blocking them from getting their residency. Right. So it, it is it's it's a it's a struggle. It's un un sentir un desesperante. Yeah, it's, yeah it is. That's exactly. Uh, thank you for saying that. That's exactly how I felt, especially once I started getting older, and I'm just like, damn, like. What can I do? Like, can I just like wake up and be 21 already? Like, can this uh, application go through? Yeah. But it's un proceso. Un proceso and largo. it's time and yeah. like money too. And money is wasted yeah. and ABC is needed. That, and it's just a lot. It's that's literally why, a lot. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but that's why it, it this is close to my heart because it's like when I hear people that it's just like, oh, why don't they just go apply for the residency? Why don't they just come here legally like yeah. all the rest? It's not that easy. And you don't know the struggles that the family is going through, the necessities that they're going through for them to make the trip. Because it's not literally like, let me just hop on a plane and I got here. Let me choose it. What, you know, out of the the whole United States, I want to, you know, make my life. And it's not even like that. It's a whole process. It's a whole, you know, immigration fees just went up too. So it's back to back a lot of struggles that people are faced with and a lot of them still don't have the chance to to be able to do it yeah for sure i mean it's it's a frustration it is or it's a really frustration and you know i'm, I'm proud of you hermana because you pulled through i'm proud of mom and dad and my brother um you know we i i grew up you know with you guys and i knew you guys had you know were struggling but i mean there there's an outcome after that yeah and i know times are different and every family has a different story but just don't lose hope hold on to everything you can and just pray for for better days for sure i think we're going to take this time to go ahead and call my madre yeah where we want to see what's their advice or what words they have for for somebody that's still living with their voice and like i said quote unquote unheard unseen because you guys are being seen but we're just gonna say like that yes hi mom hi mom hi madre está en vivo en nuestro programa como anda Yo, pues, aquí bien, hija, aquí, mirando las estrellas con Ay, el frío. qué romántica. <ríe> Amá, estamos hablando acerca um, de cómo crecimos um, con ustedes que no tenían papeles y también um, Cintia y Luis. ¿Tiene unas uh-huh. pocas palabras? ¿Algunas um, palabras de, de apoyo o de consejos? O, ¿O si quiere usted decir poquito de cómo fue lo que lo que fue para usted crecer sin, sin un número de seguro social? Ah, como 
para mí no fue un... Claro que es importante, pero para nosotros no fue un impedimento salir adelante, a pesar de que mucha gente dijo por ser indocumentados, ah, nunca íbamos a llegar a hacer nada. Pero cuando tú tienes ganas y tienes um, fuerza de voluntad y te, te propones hacer algo, lo consigues, aunque no tengas un seguro social, que es muy necesario, pero eso no te impide llegar a, a lograr tus sueños. Nosotros llegamos sin seguro social, pero con muchas ganas de trabajar, con muchas ganas de salir adelante. Y, este, y mira, lo logramos gracias a Dios. Ahorita tenemos el seguro social, pero ya cuando lo tuvimos, ya habíamos logrado lo que nosotros nos proponíamos. Entonces, la gente le tiene que echar ganas y no pensar que por un seguro social que no lo tienes, nunca vas a, a tener nada ni vas a, a lograr tu, tu meta. Amay, ¿nos puede platicar poquito de cómo fue cuando regresamos al pueblo otra vez todos como familia? ¿Qué fue lo que usted ah, sintió? Pues, pues bien bonito, hija, ¿no? Es que es que eso es algo um, que muchas personas quisieran y, y no pueden, no pueden. Entonces, para uno que puede volver a regresar, que ya cuando tienes sus papeles, este regresas para atrás, es una emoción muy grande, es algo que te nace del corazón hasta soltarte a llorar, porque muchas personas, al igual que yo, no pudimos ir en momentos bien difíciles, como cuando mi mamá se murió, este, por no tener papeles, no pude ir a enterrar a mi mamá. Entonces, cuando ya tú regresas a, al pueblo y que ya Dios te dio licencia de ser legal y saber que puedes ir y regresar otra vez, pues es una emoción muy grande y, este, y es algo muy bonito que uno quisiera que todas las personas lo pudieran hacer realidad como lo hicimos nosotros, pero pues desgraciadamente no se puede. Yeah, yeah. Ah, mi padre no tiene una... Ahí está mi papá o qué hace mi papá. No, 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 tu papá no está en estos momentos aquí junto <risa> conmigo. Ama, y es la primera Todavía. vez que la tenemos aquí, entonces a ver usted, échenos unas palabras, Ajá. a ver qué es lo que lo que usted no, nos tiene de, de algo que nos quiera decir aquí. Cuéntenos, cuéntenos. Nos, nos lanzamos de, locutera, de locutoras. <risa> Pues qué les puedo decir, hija, que este, que Dios las ayude en su proyecto, que ojalá y puedan lograr su sueño que se propusieron hacer con, con esfuerzos y que este, tienen que echarle ganas porque pendejas no son, tenemos que ser chingonas <risa> todo el tiempo. A huevo. Ajá, entonces este, tienen que lograr a, hacer llegar a la meta lo que lo que se quiso hacer. Y, y como dijo una persona, mi meta no es ganar, mi meta es llegar. Entonces ustedes tienen que pensar eso y pues que Dios las ayude. Estoy muy orgullosa de ustedes, de todo lo que hacen. de Si vendían un taco y ahorita se ponen a hacer algo más grande, me da mucho gusto por ustedes. Y este y pues a echarle carambazos a la vida antes que nos gane. Yeah, thank you, mom. I love you. Thank you, mom. I love you, too. <laughs> Andamos aquí, yeah. I love you, hijas. Las quiero mucho y, órale, a echarle chingazos. A huevo. Thank you, mom, um, oh. por sus lindas palabras. Yeah. 
Thank you, mom. Ay, eso que no me inspire porque estoy bien congelada aquí agitando el agua a la vaca Lola. Okay. ok, mom. Ahí la dejamos para que okay. siga trabajando. Sale, luego okay, hablamos. Pues, la queremos mucho. Sale. Bye. Bye, hija. Damn, dude. I think this is our first episode of us like crying. I, I told you I was not going to cry before we got to episode six. <laughs> It's, that just honestly it just it literally just melted my heart like seriously yeah. like coming from your parents and knowing that what they went through i i, I could never no and that's exactly what i was telling you that was one of the hardest moments for her and and it, like i can't imagine her pain at all but like she said it, they had ambition they had that hopes of of becoming someone yeah. and like she said she became someone before the number so yeah. don't let your parents your your uncle your aunt just struggle on their own because they don't have a number make sure you're there for them make sure you you inspire them that it's it's more than that and if you don't have you could have a social security number and not be anybody so that doesn't define you that for sure isn't gonna isn't gonna say how things are gonna go if you have ambition if you have the will then you're gonna you're gonna pull through. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, I I stand with you guys. I stand with the whole um movement of immigration. I mean, you was giving me apoyo, um, and I just really hope for the best for the future. Um, and I just I hope something happens because we are here, and I say we because I consider myself, you know, part of the raza. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just hope for for the best. I really do hope for the best, honestly, because yeah. we deserve the best. Yeah, and I think. Together, we're going to all be heard and all be be some, you know, somebody important in this country. Unidos jamás vencidos. Yeah, unidos jamás tenemos vencidos. Period. Um, with that being said, guys, um, we just want to end tonight's episode. I feel like ya nos vieron llorar. Yeah, this was, this was a very personal topic, but we for sure needed to voice it out, especially now that the new president came in. And, you know, there there's a lot of hopes, a lot of, you know, dreams that, you know we're gonna pull through yeah amen and i really hope it, it pulls through and everyone deserves um like you know they deserve something better from what we were living in before yeah for sure um guys thank you much thank you so much for listening for watching us i hope this episode you know um some people were able to connect um and i just i hope i'm hoping for the best hermana yeah me too thank you guys for uh, all the support that you guys have already given us yes um thank you. don't forget to subscribe <laughs> Subscribe, subscribe. Yeah. Um, and then and, until the next episode, hermana. Okay. Adios.